0: Welcome to episode 5 of the Disney Explorers, where each week we explore the world of Disney movies, Disney travel, and Disney culture. This week we will be talking about Disney summer movies. We'll also be talking about drinks around Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and on Disney Cruise Line, both adult beverages and otherwise. And in our blog highlight this week, we will be talking about the Awakened Summer events, which have just been kicked off over the holiday weekend. And joining us this week, we have our troop. First off, we have Milford, our fearless producer. Hello. Our rogue pirate, RJ.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Our Jedi Master Trip Planner, Adrian. Hey, everybody. Our in-house brewmaster, Crystal. Hey, you all. And I'm Mel. So let's just jump right into it this we begin the official opening of summer, or the unofficial opening of summer. But Disney already started its movie season early with Captain America, which was released on May 6th. And adding to Captain America, they don't have three, four, they have five other releases. So in all, from May through the first weekend of September, there will be a total of six movies released from Disney Motion Pictures and Pixar so who's seen Captain America? I have.
2: The... I Me have. too.
1: Not I. Of course. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
0: So it's three weeks after the release, so I think we're okay to talk spoilers right now. Who loved it? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Cool, unanimous because everyone <laughs> else would be wrong.
3: <laughs>
0: this was a great movie. Oh my goodness. Political themes, intrigue, infighting. Oh, goodness. Loved it, loved it.
4: And it felt like they've all kind of settled into their characters more. Um, I felt like I didn't love Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow for the first probably two or three movies. But I loved her in this one. I thought she was great.
0: Oh, yeah. My, My son said it made it better Avengers 2 than Avengers 2. Yeah, I agree. And no, it was it was great. I loved the division and how it seemed like each person had a reason for being on which side. And, and that's not even getting into the politics of it all, of going with the government agency like Tony Stark did versus fiercely protecting your individual freedoms like Captain America did. So it was great. Definitely appropriate for an election year. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, without getting too political, it definitely makes you think. Definitely. All right. And this weekend, I can answer the question, which one out? Alice Through the Looking Glass or the X-Men Apocalypse? Now, X-Men, not technically Disney. However, since it is Marvel, we'll go with it. Hmm. I I, I can say that I did not go see either. However, my son and a friend saw X-Men. So... Maybe next weekend we will be hitting Alice Through the Looking Glass because I still do want to see it. I'm a a fierce lover of almost everything that Alan Rickman has ever been in, and seeing him as the voice of the caterpillar butterfly is something I'm very much looking forward to.
2: Yeah,
1: I had I had friends, good friends of ours, went and saw it on Friday night with their daughter and. He liked it a lot. She, she enjoyed it a lot. He said he, liked, he enjoyed the first one better. He said he thought it had a little more action than this one did, but it wasn't, he didn't dislike it. So I'm looking forward to it because I really enjoyed the first one.
0: I heard we'll see through the magic of time travel in the world of Lewis Carroll, we'll see the baby Tweedles. Yes. No. <laughs> I know, right? How cute are the baby Tweedles going to be? <laughs> that might be worth the price of admission right there yep and in three more short weeks the long-awaited premiere of finding dory i think my oldest or my middle son sorry was in the fifth grade when they announced finding dory was going to happen officially and now he's about to finish the eighth grade (laughs) (laughs) And, and i can tell you that dory's just keep swimming mantra single handedly is responsible for me getting through the toddler years with all three (laughs) of my kids intact with my sanity because I can remember finding Nemo being on the DVD player while I'm trying to cook dinner before my husband made it home from work with three kids, probably all under the age of five, at one time. (laughs) And just keep swimming, just keep swimming was just how I got through my day. So I'm I am excited to see. What happens with Dory and the gang now. And there's there's some new favorites that are going to be coming out. There's a few of the actors from Modern Family who will be voicing characters. I know for a fact I will be seeing it on June 18th. My husband's company rents out movie theaters from time to time when these big family movies come out. And we already have our tickets.
1: Oh, awesome. That's cool.
4: Yeah, yeah usually... I'm- I'm sorry, I was gonna say, I'm yeah. so excited. i was I was in college when finding Nemo came out, and I can still <laughs> I have these like memories of me and my roommates in college all spread out on the couches in our living room in our little apartment, and just twenty one year old sitting there staring and watching this movie. We loved it. And I am <laughs> so excited. <laughs> uh, that's funny, right crazy That we were very exciting college um, students clearly
1: yeah that'll that'll <laughs> definitely be one that that all three kids will sit through and watch even the little guy yeah yeah if he made it through inside out he can make it he'll make it through this <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely i'm just wondering if we will get to see darla
1: uh, maybe they bring her back in like a cool role like they did with Sid in Toy Story 3, you know, driving a garbage truck or something. Maybe she won't be driving a garbage truck, but, you know, maybe they'll be maybe like she'll be an
0: aquarium. <laughs> she'll be a worker at the aquarium where Dory gets sent to be rescued from the can rings that she gets stuck in.
1: Right, right. <gasps> we That'd have to funny. see
0: Darla. That really would be. It.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty cool.
5: And yeah, right the parks before, already has, um, they already have some of the Finding Dory merchandise out, so pretty cool stuff, too.
0: So does the Disney store. We were there. As, it was around my daughter's birthday, so it was about the first week of April. They were totally already in Finding Dory mode. Oh,
2: definitely. Swim,
0: swim gear, of course. I mean, it's a perfect summer movie. Swimming... So one tie-in that the theme sh- that the cruise ships really don't have. I mean, they already have the Pixar tie-ins, Star Wars, Frozen, but I- I've yet to see them totally embrace the Finding Nemo. Yet they do have Flounder's Nursery, although that's Little Mermaid.
1: Right, that's interesting. I, I would have. Isn't the um one of the kids a, floors like the isn't like the Ocean Club?
0: It's not the Ocean Ears Club in, that I've seen, but they do have one little splashy area. Oh, on okay. the fantasy that has that. But I would think that they would just... I mean, this is Disney. They take a theme and they run.
5: I would think it would be all over the kids' areas. But
1: Yeah, it seems like a perfect fit.
5: Oh, oh our I'm son sure. loves... Yeah, our son loves that Finding Nemo Toddler Splash area on the cruise ships.
0: <laughs> it is cute. On the um, Reimagined Magic, and I might be on the Dream as well, it's Donald's nephews are... See, I thought they redid
3: that on the Dream when they were in Dry Dock last fall.
0: They, with the way it is on the Magic now, and I've never been on the Dream. It's the one ship I haven't been on. But on the Magic, they have where Donald and his nephews are splashing about, making mayhem, causing Donald Donald big headaches. But the water,
2: that
0: the the whole story backstory is that the water that they're gathering is used for the big slide in that area. So they're, they're using that water to fuel the big thrill ride for that particular part.
3: So, but
0: no, that, that on the magic, it's not Dory or Nemo.
3: Well, I'll be on the dream in two weeks or in a week. So I'll take
0: lots of pictures. Oh, I will be
3: nice. I'm hoping some of these movies will be on there.
0: They will any, usually any release within the last year, you'll find it in the rotation.
5: When yeah. we were on
0: in December, obviously Star Wars was a big one, but they also right. have the good dinosaur and Bridge of Spies, all of those. So anything usually within the last year, we'll find a spot.
3: Yeah, I figure in the wa- I figure Alice mm-hmm. will be on there, and probably Star Wars. Oh yes, I'm a little early for Finding Dory because that doesn't come out till the seventeenth. <laughs> we got off the boat the tenth, sadly. So
0: not sadly. Come on. It's It's still good.
3: I want to live on the boat. (laughs) True. That is the
0: worst day of any vacation is disembarkation. (laughs) Now, July 1st, right before the 4th of July holiday, the BFG comes out. I'm a little excited about this one. I hope it's great. BFG stands for Big Friendly Giant. It's an adaptation of a Roald Dahl book that was written, I want to say, in the mid-80s. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. So I have pretty high hopes for this one. It's gonna. Yeah, it, it looks really interesting. The animation might be more appropriate for older kids. It's not typical Disney animation style. So if they're if your kids are used to anything from you know Beauty and the Beast on up to frozen, it's not it, it won't look like that. The animation looks really neat. I'm thinking tween boys should really, really like it. I'm sure girls too, but I just my daughter never hooked onto royal doll books like my son did. So I know it's gonna be something he'll really enjoy.
4: I watched yeah. the trailer for the first time today and I agree with you on the animation. It's more sophisticated, I think.
0: Absolutely. But
4: I had never read the book, so I'm not familiar with the storyline really, but the BFG, his the way that they've created the look of that character so reminded me of The Labyrinth. Yes, um, yes. Right? The, I can't remember the little troll guy's name that kind of <laughs> led her through the labyrinth. But um, right? that the look and the face of that, it just, it so called me back to that. I meant to actually look to see if it was anybody a, had worked on them both.
0: Well, that was, those were the Jim Henson Muppets were right. in Labyrinth. Right. So the look, it's definitely consistent with that. And for those who don't know, Roald Dahl is the author responsible for Willy Wonka.
1: Yep. Right. And James and, and the, the witches, Peach.
0: Exactly. So this definitely fits into Disney canon very well.
1: The way they made the uh, giant look, my first impression of it is it reminded me of how Jim Carrey looked in the in the, the adaptation of A Christmas Carol with the long nose and the slender face.
2: Right.
1: It, was a, it was a similar look, it seemed like. I'm sure they're not going for that same persona, but but the initial, like when I first saw the first picture of it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> But I, I, re- I remember reading the book when I was a child in elementary school, and I, I'm i sure it'll all come back to me seeing this. I'm pretty interested in seeing it, too.
0: And moving on to August, there's about six weeks, believe it, with all, believe it or not, with all of these movies. We have six weeks between the BFG and the live-action remake of Pete's Dragon. Now, the original movie was released in 1977. So it, it's mm-hmm. definitely not the 1970s peach drag peach dragon got to admit i am kind of skeptical on it it brings it instead of where peach dragon in 77 was more of a period piece looking back this one's current this is 2016 peach dragon the cast we've got carl urban and for people who don't know he's bones in star trek he was also in lord of the rings bryce dallas howard Oh, love her. She was in Twilight, Jurassic World, the help. She's actually the daughter of Ron Howard, who directed I mean, obviously we know who Ron Howard is from Happy Days, but he directed <laughs> Touchstone Touchstone, which is Disney's first all live or of the eighties all live action movies. He directed Splash.
3: Yep. Oh, well, I'm kinda of looking forward to that.
1: And- yeah, I was never a I was never a giant fan of the original. So I don't know that I'll rush out to see this.
3: Yeah,
0: it's definitely, I'm skeptical. I, I want it to win me over. I really do. I'm skeptical with an open heart on that one. Hmm. And the last movie of the summer season is called The Light Between Oceans. It is based on the debut novel by M.L. Stegman and is set in post-World War I, Australia. Now, The way this is actually a Disney movie is a little unconventional. It's actually a touchstone picture, which is under the Disney umbrella, but it is produced by DreamWorks and distributed by Walt Disney Motion Pictures. So, you know, there's nothing confusing about that. But since it's a touchstone movie distributed by Walt Disney, we'll still call it a Disney movie. It's actually, I mean, there's already Oscar buzz about this movie, so... It, it's for grown-ups. I don't know what the rating is on it. I'm going to guess just by the subject matter, it's going to be at least a PG-13, um, maybe even an R. It's, there's a couple who has trouble, con- or not, has trouble having children of their own, and a, a mysterious child washes up on the shores where they have, I believe it's a lighthouse on the shores of Australia – complex movie about you know family and losing family I'm gonna go with it's probably PG-13 or R but IMDB says PG-13 okay so probably yeah. they kept but yeah it's definitely something I, on my radar and like I said there's already Oscar buzz about it well the cast
4: looks awesome I mean, you can't go wrong with Michael, Michael Fassbender or Rachel Weisz or any of that. So
0: absolutely, you know. And even just watching the trailer on one one minute you're on one mom's side, and the other minute you're on the other mom's side. It it's heart wrenching, especially for me as a mom to watch just the trailer. I'm going to be a mess if I actually watch that
2: movie <laughs> in the theaters.
0: It's probably rates a couple of boxes of tissues. I can guarantee. <laughs> nothing wrong with that
1: nope
0: and finally it's not a new movie but Zootopia comes out on June 7th on DVD and Blu-ray just in time for the summer road trip season to stock on your DVD players which are required travel gear in my household yes
4: (laughs) Yes. we don't buy movies without um, digital copies so we can load them on the
0: iPads (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yes.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I,
0: and I rarely buy Blu-rays because my kids' computers only play DVDs. The DVD player in my car only plays DVDs, so I rarely even spring for the Blu-rays anymore, but... I can guarantee you Zootopia, even with teenagers, Zootopia will be in high rotation this summer. <laughs> I, ra- I raised those kids right.
4: i uh,
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> I'm really
4: excited for this one. We took our children five and two to this one. And my son, who's the two-year-old, was not quite ready for a movie theater experience. So I may have had to leave before the last 15 minutes. So I'm really excited to figure out, you know, how it all ends, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I'm I'm. Yeah,
2: definitely, me neither.
4: It was really right. good, what what we saw. It was really, really good. I have heard great things about it. Yeah. And it's got, like, a crazy high Rotten Tomatoes rating, like 98% oh, wow. or something. So, yeah, it's on up there.
1: Very good.
0: All right. Well, moving on, our next topic of the night is going to be drinks.
2: Yeah, drinking around
0: the world, drinking all around Walt Disney World at the resorts, at Disneyland, on the cruise ships. There's, there's no shortage. Whether it's a milkshake, at, okay, I'm drawing a blank. The name of the ice cream shop over at the Beach Club.
1: Beaches and cream.
0: Thank you. That. Don't you hate when the names just fly (laughs) out of your brain? I'm thinking kitchen sink. Where's the kitchen sink? And the peaches and cream. I couldn't even, whether you have a milkshakes there. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing there that's not delicious. Or whether you decide to go the adult route just across the pool over at Hurricane Hannah's. There's no shortage of drinks to be had. So let's start. Who wants to start off tonight with their favorites? Milford, what, what, what do you got?
3: I got to go back to Disney Cruise Line and and the Conk Cooler on the island.
2: Mm. Uh, It's
3: the best. Rum and some sort of banana liquor, and it's frozen, (laughs) it's cold.
0: We we had a couple of those when we were at the cabanas, and the bartender kept bringing them to us, and I'm sure we paid for them, but I don't know.
3: Yeah, and the best part is after 3 o'clock, they have to clean the machines out. They're two (gasps) for the price of one.
0: Ooh. Nothing wrong with
3: that. No, not. Uh, other than that, I mean, I like, I like the, uh, the night trying to escape me. What they're called? Uh, smoothies on the cruise line as well. The smoothie places, uh, right? Pretty fantastic. Yeah.
1: I remember those being very good from the one and only cruise that I've taken.
0: My son loves them. That's one thing he usually gets a couple a day.
3: And then the you'll Oh, Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. I was saying just a quick tip: the smoothies are not free no. on board Disney Cruise Line. They are not part of the included beverages with your fare. So, yeah, just so you know, when you're ordering multiple smoothies a day, like my kids do,
2: like your room going to gonna
0: get charged bucks. for them. Yep. It, exactly. They are. Yeah. Exactly. They are on the tune of six to eight dollars per smoothie, but yep. for two a day, I'm good.
3: Yeah, and then my other is you know any of the. Specialty drinks they have around different special occasions, like at Christmas. We were there a couple years ago at Christmas, and now they do like a food around the world thing at Christmas at Epcot. And they had peppermint schnapps hot
2: chocolate
3: (gasps) back in America. So they do a lot of little themed drinks at Christmas and themed drinks at Halloween. And then when they were doing Star Wars weekends, they had particular themed drinks for... The whole, the Star Wars weekends as well. Nice. With a magical Death Star glow cube.
1: Oh, that's awesome! It's worth it. <gasps> cool. Worth it for that right there. That's yeah. So, I did see pictures of all that stuff.
3: Yeah. So glow
0: in the dark accessories make any drink better.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure I'll come home with at least two dozen of those cubes because we'll spend a lot of time in the Skyline Bar <laughs> on the uh, absolutely. Cruise ship my, my wife seems to have this uh, attraction to glow cubes. So.
1: <laughs> I've got a ton of them too.
0: All right, how about you, RJ? I'm sure whatever it is features rum.
1: <laughs> pretty much.
0: Just a guess. Just a um,
1: guess. <laughs> I, my hands down favorite is probably anything that you can get at the Polynesian. Either before Trader Sam's was open, the Tambu Lounge. I love the uh, the Lapu Lapu and the pineapple. Can't go wrong that's
5: with that. So fun. I Ooh, that's had, on my list too.
1: Actually, had a couple of those this weekend.
0: I saw the picture. With,
1: with and without a pineapple. <laughs> uh, that's very good. The back scratcher is awesome. That's another great drink, and you get a back scratcher with it. And as far as for oh, around... unusual. The... I know. <laughs> as far as for anywhere else, around Epcot, I usually just kind of stick to, you know, beers that are in the each country. I like a lot of the different beers from the different countries. And going like what Milford said on the uh, special occasion stuffs the... Now defunct high octane bar was one of my favorite places to hit in the studios, especially when the Osborne lights were going on because they had a fantastic list of holiday drinks, rum based or not. They just had a great, great selection of just different stuff that they only would sell either during the lights or during the Christmas season. And it's really sad to see that, that little spot went. And it was a great place to get beer, too, because they had a lot of different varieties besides your normal yingling and Bud Light throughout the park. Uh, so that was great, too. That That's really about it. I and mean, there's 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 so many to list, but those are those are definitely my favorites. Oh, and one in Epcot too. There's a couple of carts in Epcot that sell this frozen slushy drink. I believe I mentioned it last week, called the Tea Breeze. It's it's frozen lemonade, unsweetened iced tea, and they'll top it off with some absolute vodka. And for an extra dollar, they'll double shot it. So that's a great cool. thing to to walk around Future World with if you don't feel like grabbing any beers till you head over to a World Showcase.
0: Cool. How about you, Adrian?
4: Okay, well, I'm going to be your G-rated guide for the evening. Um, we do need I,
0: one of those from time to time. Thank
4: you. Definitely.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> I um I just, I don't,
4: y'all don't like defriend me or anything, but I'm just not a, a fan of alcohol. I've tried and I just can't. Um, it's okay. So, it's all right. Fine. You be you.
2: That's right. <laughs>
4: thanks, thanks. You know, be different, right? <laughs> um So even though we are going on the adult only July trip and my husband is determined to find something that I can, you can get me tipsy with, but (laughs) so I made a list of the non-alcoholic drinks that we really, really like. My favorite is the Pog Juice at Ohana. It's a mix of passion fruit and orange juice and guava, and it's just delicious. If you've had the jungle juice at Tusker House for breakfast, it's very yes. very similar.
2: Yeah. Um, Yum.
4: but so good. Like could drink gallons and gallons of it. <laughs> um, and then okay. I haven't tried it yet, but I really really want to the um Lufus brew at Gaston's Tavern.
1: It's
0: very good. My kids My kids didn't like it, but I did. So
4: I
2: liked it.
0: Yeah. Definitely try it. Yep.
4: Okay, you can get it in a mug. Look. Yes. Right. It looks adorable too. So um, I think it's
0: Disney's answer to butterbeer, but yes, it looks definitely so a different similar. taste. Yes.
4: Okay. So that's on my list. Cause I need to try that. Definitely. Absolutely. And then my, my other favorite thing is the peanut butter and jelly milkshake from the fifties primetime cafe, like <laughs> crazy sounding, but it's <laughs> so good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah.
1: i've always been tempted to try that but i have not
4: you know and i'm not a peanut butter fan at all either i know i'm really strange y'all but um (laughs) (laughs) that's a good thing (laughs) but it's really good it's really good definitely worth a try
1: yeah that that pog juice has become a staple in my house i've figured out how to recreate it to the best of and that's all we that's all my kids drink it's they oh can we have disney juice can we have disney juice it's never (laughs) it's never just regular orange juice or anything else so it's and anytime cousins and everybody comes to my house it's like oh we want disney juice we want disney juice because there's always a picture of it in the fridge oh
3: that's horrible i think that's the same (laughs) juice they serve at boma as well
1: i believe so i think they call
3: it french juice or something like that
1: yeah i think it's all similar it's actually you can I've heard in the research I did on it, like in Hawaii, it's like an actual thing. Like they sell, it's called pog juice and you can just buy it in the store, like in, Hmm. you know, where you would get your other juices. I guess that's where they got the idea from it for it from was out in Hawaii.
0: Definitely go with that. All right, Crystal, I'm going to guess there's some beer on your list. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, I maybe my, not. My list
5: is a, a bit extensive here. Um, hey, <laughs> go for it. I actually went like park by park because I was like, I don't, I don't know any other way to structure this.
0: It's like picking so, a favorite child. So you just have to pick what you like about each one.
5: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so I kind of started at Epcot. And one of the drinks that I love there, they have this watermelon juice. It's in the Florida Fresh stand. It's just amazingly refreshing. Kind of got a little sweet taste to it. And then if you want to, you can add gin to it. So I've only had it non-alcoholic, but I think next time I go, I'm definitely going to get it with gin. And I've tried to recreate it at home, and mine is kind of nasty. Like, the texture's not as good. <laughs> so it, it's something I would recommend trying at the park. I wouldn't I wouldn't try to recreate it at home. So the watermelon juice at Epcot is one of, like, my favorite things. They also have frozen Kirin in the uh, Japan Pavilion. Oh, so yeah. they are, they take, like, Kirin beer pour in the draft beer, and then the actual head of the beer is like a slushy frozen head. It's pretty awesome. So if you like beer and it's very refreshing on a, on a really hot day, you can kind of walk around and it keeps your beer cold as you kind of walk through the, the different countries. So moving on to Hollywood Studios. So I have to agree with the sci-fi milkshake. So to sit in the, the drive-in theater and, and be in the car and have a burger and fries It's non-alcoholic, but love like Oreos, cookies and cream, milkshake. I haven't tried the PB&J one, though. I feel like I've been missing out. Oh,
4: yeah. It's definitely worth the try.
3: Yeah.
5: And then um, I also like right there near the Tower of Terror, there's a little stand that you can buy beer as well. And it's just like the domestic. So I love to grab just a Bud Light there and kind of cruise around the streets and look like an all-star mom with my my beer in <laughs> <and> my stroller. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> it's like one of my favorite spots to buy a beer. Like they give you these huge glasses and you can walk around and enjoy the parks with a, a, a nice cold Bud Light. And then kind of moving on to Magic Kingdom. So they just started serving beer and wine at Be Our Guest restaurant. So I actually ate there yesterday and they have one of my favorite wines. So I'm not a big wine drinker. I truly love beer. Um, but they have the Lassiter wine. So John Lasseter from oh, Pixar wow. has his own wine. And they only serve it at select locations. So it's a, a California winery, but they have it on Disney property. So you can get it at Be Our Guest. It's it's a red blend. And honestly, like I'm not a big red wine fan. And this is the only one I found that I've really liked. And you can get it at the California Grill, Be Our Guest. They have it at Paulo um, on the cruise ships. And if you're at Remy, you can ask. Sometimes the, they'll they'll hook you up with it at Remy. But we've been, sometimes they'll give it to us. Sometimes they'll, they won't. They, they'll tell us no. And then they'll also have it at Disneyland Hotel at Steakhouse 55. So there's kind of these select pockets where you can get the Lasseter wine, but I, I highly recommend trying any of them. I've I really love them and they're they're relatively affordable. I mean they're not out of sight expensive.
0: And if you are on oh, cool. a Disney cruise on the West Coast, I believe it's the San Francisco stuff, You can take a port adventure and go to Lasseter Wineries. And, oh, cool! And see the vineyard and see where they make the wine. So that's pretty cool.
5: Yeah, I, so I would definitely check out the Lasseter wine, but they do have it at Be Our Guest. And then I, honestly, I love that. I can now drink Starbucks coffee in the Magic Kingdom. So initially I was like, oh, it's going to wreck the theming for me. It's, it's taking too much real world and sticking it in the parks. And now I love drinking Frappuccino in the parks. <laughs> so I'm, I've completely converted over to Starbucks being one of my favorite drinks within the theme parks. There's no such thing as too much Starbucks anywhere. get your second win. so go and do a couple double shots of espresso and then you can run around the rest of the night and then moving over to animal kingdom i also you guys recall i've never heard it called the pog juice um i always thought it was jamba juice or mini mouse's juice over at the tusker house but i'm with you guys i love some of that mango jamba juice uh breakfast stuff that you can get that's amazing as well and then uh one of my favorite spots to drink is actually at the resorts. So, you know, there's Trader Sams, anything there is amazing. Tiki Tiki rum is really good, as yes, well as the the Kona beer flight, and then I had the pineapple drink at Kona Cafe. Mm-hmm. And then just like even off of the the generic menu, the Moscow Mule in the in the copper mug, and then um, some non-alcoholic things I had on my list were afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian. I love afternoon mm-hmm. tea. One of I my haven't favorite done that yet. Too. That is oh, on I did my it, bucket
0: list.
5: Yeah, it's so much fun. We did it at Disneyland as well as um, Disney World. And honestly, it's been great experiences for both. I would recommend going in and having some time to spend maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Um, we've taken our toddler with us, and it's not been as successful as when it's just the two of us. Um, <laughs> and so make your reservation get in get advance. Dinner. Definitely. 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 Yeah. That's a 180-day that's a one there. Um, yep. And then I also love the Joffrey's Coffee. So every single resort or restaurant has different flavored Joffrey's coffee, and one of the best is the Kona Cafe. They actually have the the Kona French press there, and uh, for my husband's birthday, I recently ordered him a French press and then ordered him the Joffrey's Kona coffee and had them grind it and everything for us. So I highly recommend checking out their their coffee, too. So that's kind of my list. Um, ultimately, I love sitting by the pool and just having like a Bud Light Lime, but... Um, <laughs> I will sample and try just about everything. One of the coolest things i got to tell you about is um, I recently got to go to Disney's Flavor Lab, and it's their new like kitchen um, behind-the-scenes area where, where they design all of the food and beverages that go out into the park. So they just built it in October, and it was one of the coolest experiences. We got to go in and uh, do a little presentation on um, some upcoming products that they might carry, but... It's just like a full build out on a kitchen as well as a bar scene back there. And uh, all their chefs kind of come in and create what's going to be on the menu for the upcoming year. It's a pretty cool experience.
2: Nice.
0: Nice. I, too, am a fan of the Joffrey's conversion. I was actually at the parks when the Joffrey's machine started coming in and most of the Nescafés started going out. I'm sure some of the Nescafés still are there, but that's not even coffee. It shouldn't be called coffee. It's, whenever you're at the quick service joints at any of the resorts they have, you know, where the soda machines are, they'd have the Nescafe machines. I don't even know what that is, but calling it coffee, it's criminal. I mean, even alcohols have to have certain standards, <laughs> you know, legal standards. There, there should be a legal standard for
5: coffee and Nescafe does not meet it. No, so just I know I was putting together my, I was putting together my list and I was like, Sadly, my life runs on coffee and beer. (laughs) Like This is what's (laughs) fueling my life every day.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: (laughs) One of when we were at Food & Wine a couple of years ago, you can do the mixology seminars and different tastings. And we were at the very last one of that year's festival. And the presenter was from Troy & Sons. She was the founder of Troy & Sons Moonshine which is actually a distillery up here in Asheville, North Carolina, not too far from where I am. Actually, my sister lives in Nashville. So that was really neat getting to meet her. And she has got a phenomenal story. So anytime you hear the story, I mean, Disney's all about the story. Anytime you hear the story behind, you know, the drink or the business and what's going on with it, it, it just makes it so much more meaningful. So it's not something you can get the Troy and Sons Moonshine you can probably find. Definitely around here in North Carolina, we can get it, but it's seasonal. She's been to Food and Wine several times, so that I, I always like going and meeting the mixologists over at Food and Wine. <laughs> that that's always a fun thing. And while I'm on the Food and Wine bandwagon, the La Vienne rose. It's over in the Paris Pavilion. One of the best parts about. World Showcase is that the slushy machines are mostly for the grown ups.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Most of them, my kids always ask, Is that one I can try? I'm like, No,
2: mm-hmm. no, it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All around World Showcase, slushy machines for grown ups only. But the Lobby Rose is wonderful. It's a lovely pink slush. It's got gray goose, orange vodka, St. Germain, and then it's mixed with red and white cranberry juice. So it's like a frozen cranberry vodka, just made a little more special wow so that it's it's delicious and one of my favorite disney drinks for a while it was noted as the unofficial drink of the beach club resort though you can get it at different places and for a while hurricane hannah's had the nerve to take it off the menu it was an off-menu item you had to ask for it kind of gave it a little bit of a cult following it's the sunken treasure you can Mm. get it at You can get it over at the Polynesia now, and it's even featured quite regularly as a drink of the day on Disney Cruise Line. But it's Malibu coconut rum, which is divine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my favorite. There's some melon liqueur, some other juices, a little bit of Sprite, and some Curacao. Now, depending on your barkeep, it can be anywhere from a bright green with shades of yellow to bright blue. I've had it come to yep. me. It, no matter how it comes, it's delicious, whatever color. <laughs> Sometimes it's <laughs> even layered in pretty layers. Depends on how artistic the barkeep is, but th- there's no wrong way to have a sunken treasure. But I- I'm glad it's back on the menu. It's not something that the newer bartenders will look at you with crazy eyes <laughs>
2: if you order it. <laughs> when I'm
0: like, I'm like, it's not on the menu, and he looked over at the other bartender, and the other bartender was like, yep, got it. <laughs> So, I, I'm glad to see it's actually officially on the menu, on the websites, and on the menu for different bar- I think it's at Trader Sam's now too, but it's definitely over at Hurricane Hannah's and on any bar on Disney Cruise Line. You can definitely find that one too. But you know, Malibu rum—you can't go wrong with that.
1: Nope, that goes every, good with everything.
0: <laughs> every parent of young children needs to have Malibu in the house. I'm telling you know because sometimes you just don't have a stocked. Liquor cabinet with all your juices And your limes and your lemons And let me tell you, Malibu mixes with Kool-Aid And orange juice And anything you have on hand So
1: Pog juice
0: <laughs> Absolutely So Malibu, there, there's never a time When there's not Malibu at the house <laughs> Mama sometimes needs her own Juice
2: Yep <laughs>
0: Oh, so did we miss Anybody's favorites?
1: I didn't even think of wine Uh, Really, because I don't drink much wine either. But at dinner last time uh, we were there Thanksgiving time, we ate at Trattoria Al Forno. And we had I couldn't tell the names of any of them because I don't remember. But they were fantastic red wines. We had two or three bottles of just it was just really just really good, nice, smooth, easy drinking. Um, so I'm sure there's many restaurants that have not lots of fine wines, but I don't remember paying an arm a leg for the ones that we got either. We just kind of went off the waiter's re- recommendations right. according to our meal, but I didn't ha- we didn't have anyone that were like, ah, I can't really, you know, I'm, cho- <laughs> I'm choking this down cause I don't want to waste right. it. They were, they were all really good.
5: Oh, uh, we love no. to get a bottle of wine and head back to the resort and just sit out on the patio and just. Have a glass of wine and relax, too, and kind of just watch it all go down, see the fireworks in the distance, and really take in that Disney experience over a glass of wine.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt.
5: The one I forgot was in
0: the Japan Pavilion at the back, they have the Sake Tasting Room. Oh, yeah. And the Hanafuga is a peach sake. I get that every time. My kids love shopping in the Japan Pavilion. They've got all of the anime merchandise where whether it's Pokemon or all kinds of anime. They've got in the Hello Kitty. So while they're having a ball, I go to the back and enjoy a glass or two of sake.
2: That <laughs> Hanafuga
0: That Hanafuga is divine. I love it. And you can usually get that at most wine shops too. It, it's not something you can't find outside of the world, which I always like finding the different things that I had at Disney world. And then I find it out and about and I'm like, I had that there. And then I bring it home and it it just brings back the memories. So I really like that. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Moving on to our last topic of the night, we have our blog highlight from Milford at milfordheitzel.com. And this week we're all about awakened summer. All the awakened summer events have just now started at the Walt Disney world resort in Disneyland. So Milford, take it away. Let us know what's going on.
3: Well, this Memorial Weekend kicked off a lot of stuff at Disney World. It started off on May 27th, which was Friday, at Animal Kingdom. And they kicked off a lot of new things, including the Kilimanjaro's safaris transition to a nighttime adventure in the extended orange glow of the sun-setting sun for the first time they have hyenas and african wild dogs joining the safari trail creature feature they also have the tree of life awakens each night amid a lively celebration of discover island music and dance through stunning visuals animal spirits appear and enchanted fireflies reveal stories of wonder as a tree morphs to showcase the magic of the nature i don't know if anybody's seen the video of this but uh it's a uh, quite fantastic. It's really cool what they've done with the projection and the lights in the, actually in the tree to have things come to life. Uh, Along with that, there's a new temporary nighttime show on the Discovery River, uh, which features the new hit live-action film, The Jungle Book. And that actually premiered last night, or actually two nights ago, Saturday night on the 28th. Uh, It's called The Jungle Book Alive with Magic, and it features music and special effects that celebrate the new film and classic songs with an Indian influence. Of course, we got to eat, so beginning on May 27th on Discovery Island, the new Tiffin's Signature Restaurant opened. It's a travel-themed dining room on the waterfront patio there on Discovery Island, and it features African, Asian, and South American flavors. I've not heard anybody review it on the internet yet this weekend, so I don't know how that came out. Uh, also across the park they can entertain themselves at all kinds of other different things including the favorites of Expedition Everest, Dinosaur, Collie River Rapids, and more at nighttime. So I don't know if anybody's ever ridden Everest after it's gotten dark. I've only done it a couple times But it's pretty cool, especially if you're in the front row or front car. When you get up to the end of the track, you can actually see the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And you pretty much see all of Disney World from up there lit up.
0: Sounds fun. No, I've never been at Animal Kingdom after dark.
1: I've been once. A few years ago, I was down there when that Fantasyland expansion first opened. We went down there for the Passholder Preview thing for like three days, myself and my brother. And... It was all decked out for Christmas, and he was like, hey, let's, let's go over to Animal Kingdom one night. I've never been there for, you know, after dark. And I was like, hey, oh, you know what, neither have I. And it's, besides the Christmas decorations, the park is just beautiful to walk around on. I don't recall us riding the roller coaster. I think we just kind of went on, like, reconnaissance mission, just kind of took pictures and wandered around the place. But I can only imagine. It's probably pretty awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. So coming up in June at Epcot, Anna and Elsa... Uh, will be opening up in their new space in the Norway Pavilion with the Frozen Ever After boat ride Sails into a frozen world at the Norway Pavilion starting June 21st Passengers on their way to Arendelle's winter and summer celebration for Queen Elsa visit the ice palace and hear beloved film tunes plus new lyrics by Oscar winning let it go songwriters Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez uh, also at the Norway Pavilion, Anna and Elsa will greet guests in the new Royal Summer House, modeled after the tradi- after a traditional Norwegian cabin. Future World guests will celebrate U.S. debut of the expanded Soren Around the World attraction at the Land Pavilion starting on June 17th, now with a third Epcot Theater, plus new digital screens and projection systems. The Yay, enhanced- I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm super excited Me about too. this one. Me too. Absolutely. It means shorter wait times, I hope.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I don't know what goes on behind the scenes with Imagineering, but how hard would it be to just program the swings to jostle and jiggle about for different scenes anyway? I mean, you would think that almost like Star Wars, where you can go in and get a different scene every time and the ride train that you're in jostles appropriately. You would think that that would be, with all of the technology that's come along in the last fifteen years, that that would be something that they could do for Soren as well. So sometimes you get Soren over California, sometimes you get Soren over Florida. Who knows what you'll get?
2: But that you would be, think.
1: I I did hear. Um, I'm not sure about in California, but in Disney World, I guess for the first week or so, they're going to show the old film before yes. the new film. Which, oh yes. man, I wish I can get a a fly down there for a day just to see that.
0: <laughs> with the new enhanced screens and things like yes. that, that'll be that'll be neat. Oh, with yeah. the,
1: and the and the soundtrack created. Oh man, that'd be fantastic. I love that
3: attraction. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's our favorite, hands down, favorite.
3: Yep. And then, additionally at Epcot, you can find new additions to Turtle Talk with Crush, as it will feature <laughs> characters from Disney Pixar's Finding Dory.
0: Of course, it will. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> when he swings up to the human tank at Epcot, he'll be joined by Dory and some of her new friends that guests will get to know better when Finding Dory swims into theaters on June 17th.
4: Oh, I'm excited about
0: that one. I love Turtle Talk
3: with Yeah, Rush. it is pretty cool.
0: That's, it's great.
1: It is funny. If you get the right group of kids in the front, it's it's pretty hysterical.
0: <laughs> yes. when We were there last time, and like I said, my kids are older, so we just watched all of the other kids interact, but the first kid goes, What's your favorite color? And of course, Crush goes blue for the ocean. And then the next kid's like, But what's your favorite color? And this went on. No fewer than 10 kids in a row asked Crush what his favorite color is. It was hysterical because then he started going, Well, your shell's pink, so maybe it's blue.
2: <laughs> it was so
0: funny. I wish I had videotaped that, but none of my kids were young enough to really kind of be a part of it. So I was just experiencing it. I laughed so hard. It's the heart. I mean, he, this character was asked this question ten different times by ten kids right in a row. But the heart he brought to each answer, just so he never like made any of the kids feel bad for the question. He just kept it light and funny and was like, you add, I, I always wanted to share with you what my favorite color was. <laughs> <laughs> and just all it was oh it was so so sweet and so funny. So if you've never been, go. Even if you don't have any kids, go. It's yes. so fun.
1: I, I call that polite sarcasm. Inten- <laughs> inten- really? Intended yes. for the adults. I mean we laughed. Sarcasm
0: did- with heart. It yeah, really the, was.
1: The kids get their answer. They don't know that it's monotonous and the adults are cracking up because it's like, oh gosh, this guy's going to snap if they
3: ask him again. He
0: never <laughs> snapped. We, we were thinking he would, but no. <laughs> oh, that was great.
3: Cool. So we'll move on to Magic Kingdom. Yes. And we have a new stage show, finally. Yay. Ooh. For the first time, Tiana. Of... In forever. Yeah, in forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that Dream I couldn't along help it. With sorry. Mickey thing's been there for like what, three, four years. For
0: the first time, oh,
3: forever.
0: Yeah.
3: Than, <laughs> I think longer than that. Yeah. So for the first time, Tiana of Princess and the Frog and Rapunzel of Tangled, co-star Yay. with Anna and Elsa of Frozen. Shocker. Can't get
2: oh, rid of Of, of course Anna they
0: do.
3: And <laughs> a host of favorite Disney characters. That's my theme of the
0: night. In the
3: new Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair performed on the grandest stage in the kingdom the star-studded tale of friendship presents mickey mouse and his troop of merrymakers minnie mouse donald duck daisy duck goofy who invite 10 new friends from different animated worlds to join the celebration this timeless fairy tale of a show combines grand dance fireworks and stunts with memorable music and original song and special effects so that i'm kind of excited about that because i like to watch the shows
1: yeah, me too. I didn't hear any villains in there, though.
3: <laughs> no, it didn't sound that way. But yeah, you Once never know. Never getting it a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm...
1: Go ahead. I was gonna say, I'm glad Rapunzel's in it. That's one of my favorite movies because she, Rapunzel, reminds me very much of my daughter. So it's anything that they She's they have cheeky, Rapunzel. I like her. In. Yeah, the hair too. My daughter's got long blonde hair down to her knees, so it's it's the Aww. whole thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get included in a lot of stuff in the parks. Saturday. No. Not so other should. than she has her little tower over there in fantasy land, but Oh yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much it.
1: Such an underrated movie. That movie is hysterical. Well written. It
3: is
0: fantastic.
3: Disney Parks will welcome Elena of Avalar, Disney's first princess inspired by diverse Latin cultures. Elena of Avalar, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, will appear at Walt Disney <laughs> World Resort later this summer and at Disney Land Resort in the fall, following her television debut in a new animated series this summer on Disney Channel. That was the
1: first I heard of
3: it. (laughs) I I think there was some stuff that came out three or four weeks ago about the new series on Disney Channel for her. I didn't get a whole lot out of it.
4: I don't know a whole lot. I've seen some, you know, just, I have a five-year-old daughter, so some, but I don't know. There's not been as much hype around it, I think, as like there was for Sophia, the first, when she came out.
1: And wasn't Sophia supposed to be of a different ethnicity, I thought, when that whole thing she started? Is. She is, right? Yeah, she
3: is. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I couldn't remember. And then, next door to the legendary Jungle crews, guests can enjoy the bold flavors of world-famous Jungle cru- Cuisine. Say that a hundred times fast. <laughs> served, <laughs> by the, served by the wise cracking crew of the new Jungle Navigation Company Limited skipper canteen it's the first disney full-service restaurant themed after a specific park attraction and i think this is actually already open isn't it
1: yeah it's been open it
5: is yeah, yeah. for a while yeah
3: yeah it's been open for a while
5: i like when the
0: servers are in character so that should be fun mm,
5: we tried it out a few times the food's really good they've actually already tweaked the menu a time or two saying that it was too exotic um you Mm. know people were expecting like the burgers and chicken tenders and they had you know shrimp good food. and yeah they had like they had
0: good food and people complain.
5: they oh. did yeah
0: <laughs> oh heartbreaking
5: not used to that in the magic
3: kingdom <laughs> that's why yeah every kid wants their oh. chicken tenders right apparently
0: <laughs> and pizza
3: and pizza <laughs> all right so moving on to disney's hollywood studios uh of course you know we've got all the star trek stuff that's happened this last year Did you just
0: say Star Trek?
3: Star Wars. Oh, my God. Oh, you broke
0: my nerdy heart. Star Wars.
3: Star Wars. God. Okay, they do have the
0: same director, so you're only slightly forgiven. Yeah, I'm kind
3: of safe, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it just hurt uh, the, me a little bit. The next generation of Star Wars themed fireworks shows. Star See, Wars. that's what
0: got you it was the next generation. Yeah, I know.
3: That's exactly right. <gasps>
0: that's going to confuse a lot of people. You can't say the next generation with Star Wars. I know. That's just yeah. crossing canon there. You can't that's do right. that.
1: That's That's how they're billing it, though. Yeah.
0: What? Is Jean-Luc Picard featured?
2: Yeah, if not, I then know. I
0: might have to actually launch a complaint. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So oh, you should have
0: seen Adrian and me tweeting last night about <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yes, oh, Harry no, okay. Potter and oh, our 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 crossing of our nerd canon. So, Uh-oh. I guess we should celebrate the next generation Star Wars. Okay, That's continue. Right.
3: <laughs> so, the next generation of Star Wars themed fireworks shows, Star Wars: A Galactic Spectacular, will premiere June seventeenth with new themed fireworks, lasers, special effects and video projections of iconic characters and scenes from the complete saga all set to the unforgettable score of the film series so I'm kind of excited about that because I like fireworks and I, I miss the fact that they don't have fireworks except for Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios so having this every night I'm, I'm a fan of then also the live stage show Star Wars A Galaxy Far Far Away actually debuted April 4th, celebrating iconic moments from the Star Wars saga with live vignettes featuring popular characters such as BB-8, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, and Darth Maul. And then, of course, First Order Stormtroopers, led by Captain Phasma, marched from the Star Wars launch bay to the park's center stage, adding menace to the entertainment. Star Wars launch bay showcases large-scale artifacts and encounters with characters, including Kylo Ren, the reimaged Jedi training trials of the Temple experience also features new characters, and a Star Tours. The adventure continues. Guests buckle up for an enhanced, high-speed journey with new Star Wars: The Force Awakens characters and a visit to Jakku. So cool. uh, that's actually been going on for a little while because the launch bay actually opened a few months ago. Yep. But I'm really excited about the fireworks. Yeah, me too. Cool. I'm excited uh,
0: about any of the Star Wars stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it so doesn't guess, take
0: much, just a little something for me.
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited about Rogue One in December. Me too. I'm ready for that. So, you know, that was the four parks. We also have Disney Springs and the water parks, which I'll make a mention about the water parks, something additional after I get through this that I learned yesterday. Um, Inspired by Florida's waterfronts, towns, and natural beauty, Disney Springs is a charming district filled with unique retailers and restaurants from award-winning chefs. Throughout the summer, new stores and restaurants will open as Disney Springs more than doubles the number of retail, dining, and other venues for guests. And we've talked about a lot of this already. Uh, You know, they've opened up the Pandora Shop, and I believe the Tommy Bahama Shop's open.
0: And not um, the Pandora from Animal Kingdom. Yes, yes. Not Pandora <laughs> from Not Amazon. that Pandora. Not, not Pandora, Pandora from Avatar. It's, it's,
3: it's jewelry, the
0: jewelry for... I call it mom jewelry, though it's really not. All my mom friends have it. So, Pandora, Pandora bracelets. They're charms and fabulous, but no, no blue people.
1: I'd rather buy a bioluminescent plant than a bracelet, so... <laughs> <laughs> maybe will Maybe maybe we will get those. Over maybe they'll have kingdom.
0: luminescent charms.
1: There you go. Yeah, but I can't put that in my yard and light it up. I want something I can
3: put in my yard. <laughs> so hopefully, I'll come back here in a couple of weeks with lots of pictures of uh, Disney Springs and the shops that have opened in the area. Also, you know, I've talked about on previous shows uh, the Morimoto Asia. Uh, They'll actually have celebrity chef Rick Bayless and chef Art Smith joining uh, chef Morimoto in a growing collection of James Beard award-winning chefs at Disney Springs this summer. And then we also have Cirque de Soleil. They have some new additions. That's on
0: Southern, Cirque de Soleil.
3: Cirque de (laughs) de, Soleil. I can never pronounce that right. Cirque de Soleil. Cirque de
0: Soleil.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They've got some additions to their show this summer. At the water parks, they're adding some uh, things at the water parks. Obviously, Disney's Blizzard Beach is going to have some Frozen things. Olaf from Disney's animated hit Frozen will be living his in-summer dream as he and Kristoff host the Frozen games of Friendly, competitions that begin the 27th of May and run through August 21st. You know, of course, Typhoon Lagoon. Has their normal stuff with the Crush and Gusher Coaster. Looks like some additional drinks this summer. Uh, In addition to that, I did learn this week, there's some changes to the bus transportation for the water parks. I don't know if anybody else saw that. Yeah, I
1: heard some of it.
3: Uh, You'll no longer get on a bus to go to downtown Disney and it will make a stop at Typhoon (laughs) Lagoon. You'll go to downtown Disney where you'll catch a different bus to go to Typhoon Lagoon.
0: Oh, you have to go to Disney and transfer? Yep. Or downtown Disney? Oh, yep. no.
3: Jeez. And then for Blizzard Beach, <sighs> you have to take a bus to Animal Kingdom, and the bus will take you from Animal Kingdom to Blizzard Beach. Oh, brother. Oh. Yeah, so that will add times to your travel time to the water parks, so. Man. Lovely. If anybody listening this week is planning on going to the water parks, just keep that in mind.
1: Hey, call Uber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I might
1: have to try that. Oh, man. That'd take uh, an o- that's, that's like an hour going all over the
0: place. Easily.
1: Yeah. Especially especially going to Animal Kingdom.
0: Well, even downtown Disney, it seems like every time I'm on a bus to – well, Disney Springs now. But every time I'm on a bus to there, I always get on the bus where the drivers are switching shifts.
2: Yes. <laughs> or they have
0: to get off and walk around for five minutes. It's like they're five minutes of walk around so they don't get DVTs. And I'm like, oh, Why? Why? Yeah, that happens to me
3: all the time too.
0: I, and usually I get I love the drivers, but oh my goodness, I just always happen to be waiting at the time when they're sh- changing shifts, and that's where they get off and back onto the buses. Always seems to be at Disney Springs. Oh,
2: well. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't. I, I'm curious to see, especially with the high volume at summer, how that affects people going to the parks. Although considering they reach capacity pretty early in the day, I'm sure it won't affect too much.
1: Probably not. I just don't understand why during those high points they don't have a I'm sure there's some logistical reason but
0: a designated
1: a designated line from not the park to there but from each hotel. I mean, right. I know some of them are close and that's maybe that's why they try to piggyback it, but I always found it kind of aggravating sometimes if you're not going to the water park, but then people are getting on to the go to the water park and, you know, I think it screws up their whole uh their whole thing, the timing and everything. You're definitely not getting one every 20 minutes when they're
3: mm, stopping there, no.
1: when they're making three stops essentially, instead of just two.
3: Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, bus transport, buses and transportation are definitely a topic for another week. We could go on <laughs> yeah. and on about that. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Duly noted <laughs> coming soon, a segment on Disney transportation. <laughs> Entitled, There's Nothing Magical About a Bus.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, You can put pictures of Mickey on it all you want, and the nicest, most knowledgeable bus drivers, but at the end of the day, it's still a bus. Yep. <laughs> and probably overcrowded at that. Alright, anything else going on for the summer?
3: I think that's it.
0: Oh, wow. That's at least a lot that
3: I know of. It was an awful lot.
0: But at least they're coming up with, especially with the high volume, you know, things for repeat visitors to come and see something new and locals to enjoy different theming during the summer because summer is usually a time there's no real decorations going. It's not Easter. It's not Halloween yet. So something new and fun to see over the summer. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the night. So it's. Now it's time to say goodbye. I don't believe we've already gone through. We've already recorded five episodes.
2: Yay. Yay!
0: And for those of you who are listening to this later on in the week, we are actually recording on Memorial Day. So the Diz Explorers, definitely we honor all of those who gave their lives for our freedom so that we can enjoy the the parks and everything Disney. And just, and, oh, I just thought, so, if you don't know, every night at Magic Kingdom Park and at Disneyland Park, there is a flag retreat ceremony. Have any of you guys participated in that or witnessed that? Yeah, I've, that? I've witnessed no. it several yeah, times. I've seen it. It's yeah. amazing. If you've never participated or witnessed the flag retreat, either at Magic Kingdom or at Disneyland Park, it, it's something I recommend without reservation. Um, the Dapper Dance and sometimes the Disneyland Band will be singing patriotic music, playing patriotic <laughs> tunes. If there are veterans who are part guests, sometimes they're invited to participate in the ceremony. Oh, very meaningful, especially if you're with, or if you're standing next to somebody who's perhaps not from our country, because obviously international guests are at the Disney parks. And to be able to share that with international visitors, it, it's amazing. It really is something that I highly recommend. And 99%
3: Disney of the time they've got a veteran up there with them that they've selected that they mm-hmm. actually present the flag to, and usually the person ends up taking the flag home with them. Yes,
2: oh, wow. definitely.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah.
0: I've got some pictures from when we were at Disneyland Park. My son and I were there, so I'll have to put those up on the website this week. But absolutely a great way to honor our country and our freedom at the parks. And before we leave, we always like to let you guys know how you can... Get in touch with us online and through social media. So we'll start with Crystal.
5: Hey, you all. Yeah, check me out on Twitter at Disney Brewing.
0: And Adrian.
4: All right. My blog is at wdwbound.com. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Adrian WDW Bound and Twitter at wdwbound underscore com.
0: RJ, how can we find you?
1: You can find me on the Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr. And on Twitter and Instagram and Periscope at BlackPearl454.
3: And Milford. You can find me on my blog at MilfordHutzel.com or on Twitter at MilfordOnMove and also MilfordHutzel on Facebook.
0: Cool. And this is Mel. You can find me blogging on the official DizExplorers website at com. On Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, you can find me with the at DCLNavigator. If you happen to watch Game of Thrones, you can usually catch Adrian and me live tweeting everything going on during Game of Thrones. Right. (laughs) Especially this past week where they featured Sam and Gilly a little too much, therefore I took to Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And until next week, enjoy the magic, everyone. Goodbye. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye.